let's uh let's start this episode off with a dad joke which you know i'm a dad i can tell you can tell that you're a dad <laughs> yes and i can tell the joke just listen to this dad joke I'm sorry. <laughs> why did the scarecrow win an award why because it was outstanding in his field yeah, that was dumb. You want to hear a dad joke that Grant always told me? Yep. Why did the... Wait, hold on. <laughs> See, it's not Why... so easy. It is easy. I just almost said it wrong. Why did the... A uh, blind kid fall down the well. Because he couldn't see that well. What? What's? I didn't ask you if you knew the punchline. <laughs> I said, "Do you want to hear the fucking joke?" <laughs> well, I beat you to it. I'm a dad. I know all the jokes. What an asshole! <laughs> fucking Facetime heckler. <laughs> Whoa! Uh... <laughs> yeah, that was really hard to say. FaceTime Heckler. That's my bad band name. All right. Welcome back to Bad Band Mates on today's album Swap. I gave Nate Landmark, that's the album name, by a band named Hippocampus. Hippos roaming around campus. Right. Right. Hippos roaming around the school campus. And I gave Josh Odd Soul by the band Mute Math. Right. Mute math. I don't know who usually goes first. I mean, we've only done this about 10 million times. But uh, You, you want to go first? I, I kind of want to go first. I want to talk about hippos roaming around campus. So, All right. Before you start, I know that you're not going to like this. I know you're going to hate it, and I know you're going to shit all over it. Yep. <laughs> yep. I already know. And I knew that going into it because here's the deal. I ran out of Glass Animals albums. I have one more that I can give you, and then yeah. I'm out. And I have to find a new band for you to hate that I really enjoy. Yeah. This is it. Oh, okay, good. Well, I still got a couple, two, three more King Gizzard to go through. Yeah, that's why I got to keep up. All right. I got to keep up with the Kardashians. Yeah, I've been watching uh, Talking Sopranos, and because uh, that's one of my favorite shows of all time, and it's... Uh, two members of the Sopranos cast that just go episode by episode and talk about it. So I've been like really into that New York accent, New York, New Jersey, great accent. you know, anyways, I'm tough. Um, T U F F. Okay. Hippocampus landmark. <laughs> you laughing already? Yeah, man. Sun veins introduction to the, let's talk about actually before we get into that, uh, the, this band I would, I would classify, and probably wrong. Um, indie pop, indie rock, a little bit of a dreamy elements to it, a little bit of, a little bit of that psychedelic wave to it. At some points, uh-huh. I would actually say that that's a pretty accurate description. Dope, 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 dope. dope. Okay, cool. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, this band is uh, it's not my cup of tea. Um, but if you've listened to our previous episodes of Bad Bandmates where I've talked about glass animals, 
Uh, you can expect a carbon copy of those notes um, on this, on this <laughs> album. <laughs> because this band might as well be Glass Animals. But they don't have as whispery ass of vocals. So I appreciate that. They, a little whispery at times. You know, a little whisper here and there. But okay, not... Okay. But I enjoy these vocals like tenfold over glass animals um which by the way josh is wearing a glass animal shirt right now uh just to piss I me off probably. um nope it's just because that band is fucking <laughs> awesome and i like to wear their merch to show people hey i'm into really really good music what are you about and then i get the coolest friends and you're stuck with fucking dirty assholes <laughs> jeez man Wow. I was going to try to be mean, but I'm not mad at you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Sun Veins. Uh, actually, I like this introduction. I mean, it was... Instead of just hopping right into it, it's it's kind of a nice little soft melody. It's pretty one note, of course. I mean, they're not doing anything flashy. It's just kind of like setting the tone for the album. Um Nice and short, though, it doesn't overstay its welcome. And it goes into Way It Goes. Uh, as soon as this track started, I said, Oh, here we go again with the indie pop that's quote-unquote so different from all the other stuff. Uh, this is maybe something I would have listened to in, like, 2011 or 2012. But then, even then, uh, I would have been like, This is not good. It's just not. It's just not good. I It reminded me of, uh, I don't know if you've ever listened to, and it's not necessarily in the same vein, but um, it reminded me of uh, Edward Sharp and the Magnetic Zeros. You ever listen to that band? I have, and I don't see, I don't, I don't see the comparison. Only because it was like that era of this like folksy sort of weird, like okay. experimental sort of like. And experimental in quotes where it's like, we're different, we promise, but then it's like, it's still the same shit as every other band. And it's like, eh, I don't know. It, it, they don't really sound like that band, but they kind of have similar production styles where like the vocals are kind of like reverby and stuff like that. I don't know. Maybe I'm, it's been forever since I listened to them, so it's probably a wrong comparison. I could barely get through this thing twice. Um, <laughs> which is our kind of like unspoken rule, by the way, we try and listen to albums at least twice through, um, every song is just this sunny vibe of like going to the beach and strolling along slowly, probably on like some sort of substances, uh, you know, a little bit of weed, a little bit of whatever. You're just kind of. You're just kind of floating through sort of thing. Vines gave me that feel. Epitaph gave me that feel. Simple Season gave me that feel. Tuesday Western Kids gave me that feel. I, I, I mean, the same, it's the same song. If you, if you said, if you said like Western Kids was Vines or something like that, I'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. Like, if you said track eight or whatever is track three, like, and you tr were trying to trick me, which, why would you? But I would be like, yeah, that makes sense. They all sound the same. It doesn't matter, like, what song it is. They all just sound the same. 
And they're hmm. the choruses are like not even catchy to me. I I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm missing something, dude. But like, it's just it's the I'm same. Not, song. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to be rude. Yeah. But I'm not following you on any of this so far. <laughs> it's the same song, dude. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not seeing it, but I believe that you perceived it that way. I just don't. They were I'm using like the same chord structures, same beats, same everything. Like there was no spice to it. There's nothing lively about it. The only song that I thought was good is Boyish. It's the okay. only song that I thought was good, and it was only because that there was a trumpet section or like a horn <laughs> I knew you were gonna say that. I, dude, like you're, a, you're a sucker for trumpets. I am. I am. It, dude. This album is so boring. I I I I couldn't see. Here's the other thing that kind of baffles me because normally with this kind of stuff, you kind of get like this. Oh, there's like these dancey sort of bits to them, and like it makes me want to move, sort of thing. And I'm like, look, I could see that on Glass Animals. I could see that. This I cannot see at all. I'm like, I there's no, there's so it's so it's so chilled out and like boring that there's no parts that make you want to move. The choruses are just, just I guess there. I I, I don't know, dude. This is like, I know that you probably enjoy this band a lot, and I know why you'd like them because it's the same as like glass animals or what was that other band bare hands yeah it's the yep. same music as that it's just this it's, it's similar yeah it's just this like indie pop blah that just I, I can't get past it it's it's all the same and like there's there's no there's no uh, there's i wish that his vocals were on glass animals maybe then i would like them a little bit glass animals a little bit better but I have nothing positive to say other than Boyish was an okay song. Just for the beginning bit that had like the trumpet, sec- the horn section. Just for, just for the 30 second trumpet bit? <laughs> yeah, honestly, dude. Like, I, um, well, let me, let me say, I mean, uh, Poems, that was like a, that was a decent middle point. That kind of just, it brought down the energy and I don't know how they could have brought it down even more than they already had it. But I mean, it was just like it nice. It was kind of a nice middle point where there was like just this kind of restfulness to it. And that was fine. Um, but the song itself was just kind of like boring, but at least it was different from the other tracks that I was listening to. I feel like okay. I feel like it was. Like I said, it was kind of a nice middle point to where it was like, okay, finally I get something different than just like, like every song is just this basic boring beat with these twinkling guitars that are kind of warbly and like warped a little bit in the background. Everything was always a little bit warpy, just a little bit. That was kind what of my psychedelic thing. Can you elaborate on, on what you mean by that? Huh? Warpy? Can you elaborate on what warpy means? It's like if you were to play like a chord and it's perfectly in tune, you get this nice like 
ding, you know, sound. But like this was kind of like if you played that chord and then you were kind of slightly, only slightly though, and it's enough to like, it adds a little bit of taste to things, I guess. They just used it a lot during this. Okay, like like a bending note, kind of? Yeah, but like it's it's going in and out of tune and it's kind of weaving. Okay. Like, like, it's hard to describe, but like, you can hear in the background. It's like, um, like if you ever played on like a Casio keyboard with like a, a pitch bender, they're kind of like holding out these notes and doing like a little up pitch and down pitch and up pitch and down pitch. And like, it's, it's subtle. Uh, it's a cool little effect. It's just a glass animals does that i mean it's you know i don't know i i i hate that i have to be this negative it this is just it sucks you could you could be negative all you want to it's just not it's i mean y'all know my taste by now yeah i mean it's it's, definitely not this (laughs) it's the opposite of whatever this is um like look this is this is definitely out there for some people Josh is one of them, um, which isn't a bad thing. You, just because you you know people's taste in music is completely different or varies so much on the spectrum, you know it doesn't mean that we all can't just get along. Um, but like, man, I I was like, I hope that this surprises me. But uh, there was even moments where. They were doing like this build up and I'm like, okay, he's going to do this fill on the drums or he, he, she, whoever's playing drums, you know, I'm, I'm like, and it was exactly that fill. Like, it's just like, you know, kind of that simple stuff. And I'm like, I called it on the first go around. I'm like, you're doing nothing new and you're doing nothing to spice it up. And I wish you would. It Like I, like I said on the main episode, it's like, if you take those elements where the song can be basic and boring and it and uh boring in my eyes by the way obviously all this is my opinion so don't kill me please um but like if you just do these little things like even that trumpet section that they had in boyish it's like that mixes it up that's good add like little things like that in each song and i think it would be like five times more interesting um I don't know though. I, it's just every song sounded the same. The choruses were not interesting. There was nothing spicy, nothing tasty, nothing, uh, nothing that wet my whistle. You know what I mean? All right. So Nate didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm actually, I'm complete opposite of you on everything except for I will give you, I think, percussion wise. Just about every song that they've put out is lacking. Sure. But that's kind of the I, style, right? It's like, I get that they're going for this. It's just like, it's there because it's got to be, I guess. Sure. You know? Sure. And I do I do wish that the percussion was a little more interesting. However, where I differ from you on all of this is, first of all, I don't think any of the songs sound the same. I think aesthetically, this album is... I wouldn't say all over the place. They're kind of in the same, they're in the same realm, but I don't think any of the songs sound the same. Like I don't think Western kids sounds anything like vines. I'm not sure where you get that from. And I think musically speaking, I don't know what 
you were listening on maybe, but <laughs> first of all, chord structures, they use chords that I didn't even know fucking existed. Like they're, they're the most intricate chord structures I've ever seen. I've tried to learn some of these songs and I can't, they're so hard. Well, and I'm not a guitar player of, and I'm not, I play piano sure. and stuff, but even from that, like I can figure out these songs and probably if you give me like 30 minutes, I could probably learn one of these songs like front to back. Cause I would so place, ba- I would place bets so you could learn it on power chords, but that's not what is being played. Cause you can, you can, you can trick anything into being like just on the E string. Sure. Sure. Uh, and then Fair musically, enough. musically speaking, these songs are, are very intricate the way that they weave just little dabs of, certain synths in certain spots, certain 808s, certain, like there's a, there's a portion on, I think it's on vines where there's a portion. It's just like a 12 second portion. And he's actually playing harmonics in the background that are over the top of everything. And you can't really hear it. But what I, what I'm getting at is the songs aren't basic. There's a lot going on musically speaking in this. Um, I have a story about hippocampus and how I got into this band in the first place. Would you like to hear it? Yeah, of course. So, so I was listening ago. to Glass Animals. I was in a fan club. <laughs> he said, if you like this band, you like this band. Actually, I, I, I found this band before, hip, uh, before Glass Animals. But anyway, so years ago, we were playing shows, and we were trying to get into the Minneapolis scene. And I don't know if you know this or not, but these guys are from, I think, St. Paul. Yeah. Or Minneapolis, yeah, maybe. I think I, I knew that. I don't know. doesn't really matter. They're from the Twin Cities. And one of my guitar players messaged them, and they were just a regular band thousand likes on facebook sure. playing small little venues and was like hey do you, do you want to play a show in, in chisholm minnesota with us they said no <laughs> and then and then the next week they were on like fucking conan o'brien or something with one of their singles so i mean rightfully so wow. that they said no but i've been following them since then because they put out an ep that was produced by alan sparhawk who is the okay. singer of low and you know i fucking love that man Mm-hmm. Uh, and this had no bearing on me liking the music, but I, I did fall in love with the with the EP, and it's kind of one of those things with Remo Drive too, because they they are good friends with the old drummer from Remo Drive, so they they toured together, they played shows together, they're buddies. Yeah, uh, but it's kind of the same thing where it's a band that I looked at that's kind of on my my front porch that I was like, holy shit, somebody nearby me is actually doing it and it's working. But aside from that, I do really like the music. And this album is called Landmark, and I believe that the whole album lyrically is the story, I'm assuming from the singer's perspective, of growing up in the Twin Cities, and then they went to the the school in St. Paul, I think is called Landmark something-something. It's a music college in St. Paul, okay. I do believe. Um, so I believe that the whole story is from doing that to touring to like Western kids is obviously about people in LA and how like over the top into themselves they are. Like I believe he talks about like Botox and shit in it and how everybody has really nice cars. So I think this whole song is just a story about them growing up and becoming like a real band for lack of a better way of saying it. But I think that the choruses are wordier and maybe that's why you think that it's not something that I'm as in or that, that I would be more drawn to, like Glass Animals have, it's like a three-word chorus that repeats. Yeah, maybe that but was I think, it. I, I think that the, the choruses on this are still incredibly catchy. They're just wordy, or kind of like Motion City Soundtracks choruses are. They're really wordy, but it's still a very catchy, in my eyes anyway. 
Sure. And I mean, you know, it also doesn't help that this is like not at all my type of music. Not at all. And, and I, and I knew that you wouldn't <laughs> like it. <laughs> and I go in with these with an open mind. I do. I, I was like, okay, we're in this. I, you know, it's, it's fine. I guess it's all going to be fine, <laughs> but, <laughs> but like, yeah, I was like, I don't even know why Josh would like these. I was like, I don't I, like, I mean, I get like musically, there's a similar vibe to some of the other bands you show me, of course, but even like chorus wise, I was just like, I don't, I don't get where that would come from, I guess. Uh, again, maybe. I don't know. Like what are like what songs are standout songs to you on this album? Uh well I like I like the album as a whole, but if I had to pick a few, I enjoy Simple Season, Monsoon, which is a very slow, relaxed song, and it's basically just a I don't know if it's a keyboard or an actual piano. And it's just kind of like a bummer lyrical song over the top of just basic keys. But Buttercup is one of my favorite songs of theirs. And I think, again, like I could listen to that every day of the week. You know what I noticed about your musical taste? What? Uh, you, you said in the beginning that this is this is kind of like a, like they're all really happy well, it, sort of songs. Yeah, it felt like you're just like going to a beach and like you're smoking a joint like in California sure. or something. Sure, and that's, yep, and that's exactly what I would, I would put this band under, is like, if you go to see them, it's a chill, and I have, I saw them at, I saw them at Bayfront once, and it was very chill, everybody was super high, and mm-hmm. it was very relaxed, nobody was, like, mad or at each other or fighting or anything, it was just very chill, and that's exactly yeah. what I describe it as, but I don't think that you're drawn to that at all. I no, think that you like I like the, sad stuff. You like the angry, well, you like really depressing, or you like the fucking, like, I'm mad and I'm gonna punch people around me. <laughs> Yep, and I like and that's, I actually really like um so like minor like more songs in like a more minor key or more sure. I'm way more drawn to because I think they're more interesting because it's really easy in my mind to just do like a what would be like a basic three chord structure like C uh t- um I'm like trying to picture like a piano like what chords go together. <laughs> Um, oh, you fucking got me stumped on that one. <laughs> like, what is it? Like, C... I play e- everything in C, and then, was there a D? C, there is a D, <laughs> and there is also E, F, G, <laughs> and A and B. <laughs> um, but, like, you know what I think it was? As, and I was listening to this, and it's it's a weird parallel in my in my life. And maybe there's, like, some psychologist i could look into this or something but um (laughs) but like i grew up in church and a lot of these songs reminded me of this simplicity of just like worship music which if you've ever listened to any worship music it's just this boring like you're playing three chords throughout the whole song and then that's kind of it and like you know the song has verse chorus verse chorus maybe a bridge back to the chorus and you're in and then you're done and um and it was always like happy keys usually you know the key of it would always be in this like major keys and and uh, there was never any exploration into like sad tones or like minor stuff so i think uh rebelling out of the 
church and decidedly being like, eh, I need to step away from that. Maybe, maybe it's even more rebellion that I'm just like, I want minarchies. I want angry stuff. I want like death. Church and ruined you. No, <laughs> yeah, but like, I and I don't think that that's. I mean, I've always been drawn like from even the time that times that I could remember when I was a kid. I mean, I, I'm always more drawn towards those sad keys. Uh, it just it just always had more more complexity to it, and the, and the more complex, the better. And um. Yeah, I mean, for the most part, I try and notice the little subtleties. You pointed out, like, certain synths, certain 808 sections, certain uh, twinkling guitars here and there. Um, and I, I mean, I did notice some of that. It, it was just like, it it did nothing for me. It was like, it was like they were adding salt to a dish. And it's like, well, yeah, but it already needed salt. And, and you're just like, you're just like putting in the same stuff that you already would have put in. Like, it's like, you didn't salt it yet. So you're just adding what it needed. And it's like, I, I, uh, I don't know. It's maybe someday I will come across one of these bands that I can be like, they did it right. You know, they, mm. they hit those marks and today's that's not that really, day. that's really weird from my perspective, because most of the bands that you give me are so, like, what, what was the last band that I had listened to? It was a hardcore band that you had me do. Uh, Dream. Yeah. And so fucking basic. Everything was the same guitar tones, the same drum tones. Mm-hmm. I find it strange that you don't, uh, I don't want to say take appreciation because I'm not trying to attack you, but I find it strange that you don't, I'll just say it that way because I can't think of another way, but I don't mean this as a shot. No, I um, I find it strange that you don't see the, the creativeness in having things like this because a lot of the bands that you've shown me are so simple. And I listen to this and I'm like, holy shit, there's so much stuff stacked on top of each other that... If I was making a song, I would never even think of doing. Like yeah. I would think of a synth, but I wouldn't think of two synth parts that are like so harmonically different that they say they sound nothing alike, but somehow they blend. Yeah, and I mean, it's different genres, right? I have different expectations oh, yeah. for different genres and different things that I'm just like, I'm like for hardcore, I want fast riffs, fast drums, and heavy breakdowns. You know, and, a and man yelling, and a lot of yelling. Uh, <laughs> for bands like this, I just expect a lot more because they have a lot more to. It, it's like I expect them to to add more, and honestly, ultimately, I think it comes down to the drums. I just like it's. I'm I'm a drummer, and there's never ever any anything happening with drums, and I think the drums and the bass. If you have a good rhythm section right there, I will, I will appreciate it. And I think like the twinkling guitars, it's like, dude, I've been in band band practice where it's like we play these basic pop punk riffs, and it's like, well, we can add little little lead parts over it, and it's like, ooh, that's nice. But it's like, I'm never impressed by that. But then when the bass and the drums can lock in this groove, that adds so much more flavor to the to the songs as a whole whereas you can add all the little twinkling guitars in the background and the synths and stuff and it's like that's pretty easy you're just stacking layers upon layers and um you're making it sound good don't get me wrong they make it sound perfect production is perfect on this album you know i can't say a bad thing about it but it's like it's like there's nothing interesting happening between the rhythm section 
it's all no, we, look, we got down to the core of it. I think that might be it. I think that, that might and, be and it. I and I can totally see that because I again I've seen these I've seen these guys live a few times mm-hmm. and personal opinion on this amazing. They are so 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 talented. It, and this is where I'm getting the you know the the basic chord structure when I say that they're not I mean they're they're fucking they're not like they're mm. it's nothing I will ever in my life be able to play and also side note they have a guy that plays horns throughout the whole set now <laughs> see and maybe like the entire I would love set that. and it's it's fucking dope but I will say on that note what what you're hearing is the the percussion doesn't change much this is this is what it is and I do agree with you where I think that a lot of times in in the bands that I like not necessarily glass animals because maybe in Dreamland, but I think that the How to Be a Human Being, I think, was a way more interesting song percussion-wise. Yes. But in, in this album and with Peach Pit and, and Bare Hands, a lot of these bands I like, the percussion does lack. And this is this is no exception. I think the, the percussion is great. He's an amazing drummer, and it's very, very solid, but it's nothing standout. Right. Where, in my perspective, I think that all of the other elements that they have are so standout that I think that the percussion could have a little bit more. So I'm with you on that. And I could see where for you, that's probably, I mean, you hate this music to begin with. And then yeah. you add in a drummer who's not, not playing interesting <laughs> fills. And you're like, what the fuck do I have this on? And yeah. And it's not that you need to be, you know, as you've put it a couple of times, the Travis Barker busyness, you don't need that, but just give me like a little something here and there. Sure. Sure. And, and honestly it would go miles for me, I think, because it's just, I need it. And uh, it'll be pretty evident uh, when we talk about my my album that I gave to you. That drummer in Mute Math is one of my favorite drummers. Uh, just period. I mean, he's he's one of my favorite drummers. So, well, on that note, do you want to get into Mute Math? Unless you have anything else on Hippocampus. Um, I don't think I have anything more. Look, I shit on it a lot, and I'm I do apologize. It is not my cup of tea. But I know hey, baby, you don't need to apologize to me. I didn't make it. But I, but there's no, no, no. I'm just saying in general, like <laughs> there's, you know, for the people who listen to this podcast and, and things like that, um, these are, these are just our opinions. And honestly, it is something that does expand musical knowledge and taste. And, um, I'm getting more of an ear for these indie pop, indie rock albums and i i understand and i'm I'm starting to appreciate them more it's just not gonna be my cup of tea probably ever you know it's like country i i will never like <laughs> country i just i can't you know um, not even achy breaky heart because that song spanks achy breaky kidding. fart okay oh my god okay let's move on to mute math <laughs> so mute math Odd soul, Odd Josh. Soul. All right. What I do you think have, about this? I have I have quite a bit on this album. That's good. I was on my last week of of work at the job that I was at, mm-hmm. and this is what I dedicated an entire day to. Woo! So I'll start off by saying mute math. What a fucking dumb name! Wow. I, maybe maybe I'm missing it, but it, it just seems like a dumb name, and it, that, that has no bearing on what I'm going to say. I just don't <laughs> understand the name. I just I don't I don't get it. Well, <laughs> I'm sure that I'm missing something, and I could have researched like what it means, but it just it, it doesn't have like to silent mean silent social studies would have been the same. What a fucking dumb name, <laughs> dude! Stop taking my bad band names. <laughs> that is a good name, but anyway, to the to the album Odd Soul by Mute Math, it yeah. just got the name kind of bugged me, and I wanted to get that out because I don't I don't get it. I'm sure there's a meaning, and it's not for me to understand, but 
more power to them if they if they enjoy it. That's that's fantastic. Title track is called Odd Soul. It's the first song. I I said that so fucked up. The first song is called Odd Soul, which is the title track of the album. Mm-hmm. It has such a cool, like just right out of the gate, a really cool blend of like bluesy, kind of old school seventies rock, kind of thrashy at points. Sure. I mean the song the song hits really heavy heavy in the beginning, and immediately I thought of the Raconteurs. Sure. Yeah. Not necessarily super similar in sound, but maybe the maybe the quality of the instruments, I would say. Yeah. But it was it was a it was a really good song. I very much enjoyed the first song. Um you always make fun of me because you say that moms like glass animals, and I showed this song to my mom and she fucking loved it. <laughs> And I, that's not an insult. I'm just saying moms like other things. Yeah. <laughs> You're uh, getting back I, at me. <laughs> I'm not getting back at you. I'm just saying. No, I know. I knew that my mom would like this because she she digs this this kind of music, and she did. I was right. But so this, the first song was was a, it was a great opener to an album. I thought it I thought it hit really hard with like the starting and stopping kind of deal that they did. Uh-huh. But over the top of that. They had this really distorted vocal sound that gave it like this thrashy quality, and it was really cool. Yeah, really cool to hear. Yeah, the, uh, the da 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 da. Yeah, that. yeah. It was a great melody over a very melodic kind of instrumental. I thought it, I thought it was really good, and yeah. and a lot of the distortion from the vocals actually carried the gaps in between, which is really cool. Yeah, uh, I listened to this on some AirPods which are my new favorite things. And I'm not plugging that cause they're a sponsor. They're just really good headphones for me <laughs> listening to music. I've always had shitty headphones. Yeah. Like I had some $40 bowl tunes before that. Those were trash compared to this, <laughs> but the, the drums are panned so beautifully on this. Cause when you mix drums, for those of you that don't know, you want it to be like, you're listening to it behind the drummer. So you'll want the hi hat in the left ear, the high Tom, kind of more towards the center, but still in the left, the low Tom is going to be in the right ear. The cymbals are kind of all over the top of that in both ears. And the kick drums just right down the center. And it was just fucking perfectly on point with that. Yep. Um, I don't know how to say the name. Britannia. Britannia. Yeah. Thank you. It has a, it has a really cool vibe, but I thought it was a little, a little boring at first. Uh, well, I guess really through the whole song. I thought the whole song kind of had just it, it got a little samey sure. after a while. It was it was a little long, a little boring. But the yeah. again the the drum mixing again was so good, and the the snare drum specifically. I don't know what they do for for recording or tuning or whatever they do is fucking incredible. The <laughs> snare drum was it was this really like fat, really thick sound, and it almost had like a vintage '70s sound, yeah. but it was thick enough like they maybe they layered samples over it where it still had sure. like so much punch like a, almost like a drum machine yeah it was such a good sound and i'll get to the playing more but this guy's fucking nuts um blood pressure sounded like a queens of the stone age song that queens decided not to play but it was actually better than anything they've ever written and they fucked up <laughs> this song was this song was really really good um yeah this is the the only song that i really vocally it hit for me i'll get into that more later but but vocally, this is the song where I really it was kind of in the forefront, mm. and they had these really beautiful harmony, harmonies that were panned really hard left and right. Mm-hmm. But the harmonies almost stood out as much as the the main vocal did, which is really interesting to me. But they panned it so hard that the drums kind of shot down the middle on this song instead of being being super panned, and they took the forefront of the whole song, which I think was a smart move because he's playing. 
what I would consider like a lead part mm-hmm. and everything else seems like it was kind of just filler in the beginning and let, let the drums be the forefront of the song along with the harmony vocals, which is a really interesting blend. But, and that's kind of what I get out of Queens is their, their guitars and bass are usually, they seem like just filler to me. And then percussion wise is where the songs really stand out. Yeah. But these guys did it better. Sure. I think. And I'm not not a fan of Queens of the Stone Age. This is just what I what I envisioned when I listened to the song. Right. Uh, Tell your heart heads up. Mm-hmm. Again, that groove that the drummer had is just, this guy is insane. And he doesn't play anything. He's a good example of somebody that can go off when he needs to. Yeah. Or when he wants to, rather. But he's so good at filling the song with what sounds like it would be a basic beat. But if you really listen to him, he has so many ghost notes and so many intricate little, like maybe like a little China hit or maybe a little, like yeah. a bell ring or something. It's just, he's so interesting the way that he plays. And it's none of it's, it's it, the songs are generally 4-4 for the most part yeah. throughout the album. But he kind of varies off of that. And a lot of his... A lot of his, again, ghost notes or whatever he does are not necessarily on time with that, which is yeah. very, very cool. I can see why you're interested in this band and why this hits for you, because you could listen to this whole album and not get shit from the music except for the drumming, Yep. which I think was, was very cool. I, I, there's so many notes I lost my place. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Tell your heart heads up is where you're at. Okay, yeah. I could have done without the vocal distortion being so heavy. I know I fucked up the word distortion. I don't care. I think that it made it dirtier than needed on yeah. the verses. Sure. Uh, on the chorus, I thought that it sounded great, but on on the verses, it was it kind of just sounded like maybe they were covering up the fact that the vocals weren't that great in the song. Hmm. Like maybe they didn't have the best melody. Maybe they they didn't have like enough harmonies layered over it. So they were like, well, how can we make this sound interesting over the top? So they threw distortion on it, which again I thought was awesome in the chorus, but the verses I thought it was just too much. I could have I could have done with with clean. Maybe some maybe some chorus echo or some reverb, but it just be, it just became to be a little too much for me. Sure. I can see that, yeah. They have a really interesting background noise on that song. And I don't know if you heard this or not, but it's it's like a ticking sound, but it's a super organic sounding synth. And it almost it almost feels like a heartbeat in the background of it, and I think it was more towards the what I would call the bridge section, and it was very very tucked in, and it really doesn't make any sense, but it kind of made that portion of the song have this this drive and like gave me some tension in my gut, like something was about to explode, hmm. and it was a really really interesting additive, and I, I don't I don't even know if it was a synth or I don't know what the fuck it was, but. It was a really cool sound, and it was really deep. Like, if it was at a live show, it's one of those sounds that you kind of feel instead of hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was, that was that was really cool. Um, they have... They, ha- they also have um, a synth and some keys and guitar, and they have, like, four or five vocal parts, which made the song just huge, mm-hmm. which they didn't, they didn't do that a whole lot on the album where the vocal parts were, were really big over the top of everything, but this is one where the... And this is still all about that. Tell your heart heads up. I obviously like the song. Yeah, <laughs> they um, they had so much on it that it made the song sound really big and full. And I think it was the the biggest sounding song on the album. And sure. it may not have been the most aggressive or or what have you, but it was the biggest sounding. Uh, all or nothing is another super super heavy groove. I mean, the guy is just ridiculous on the drums. It was I thought it was maybe a little too busy for the context of the song with what everything else was doing. Yeah. Um. 
But again, it was another one of those those drum mixing where it was just so tight sounding. But they, I don't know if they use like room mics, but it had enough reverb and roominess to make it sound like blend in with the rest of the instruments. Because a lot of their guitars and everything are very verbed out and very panned. Yeah. And the drums are so tight and compressed, but they have something on it that makes it like fill the space still, which is a really, really interesting mixing style. And right. it's not a, not a bad thing. It's great. Uh, when it breaks down to his 80s synth in the back end of the song, I just wanted to get up and dance. Yeah. <laughs> which is, it didn't happen a lot on this album. This isn't a dancing song, but he has this really fun synth part. And with the with the vibe that the drummer was giving out, I just wanted to dance around and look stupid and not care who's <laughs> I'm watching. To, and let me, wait, That was this is all or nothing? This is all or nothing, yeah. I'm like trying to like picture that part. I've listened. It's in the last like forty five seconds or so. I think there's like thirty seconds left of the song when it ends. Yeah, I in you know what I, uh, I thought that you would like because um, they have a nice fusion um, on this album of that seventies kind of classic rock sort of funk sort of soul vibe but then they kind of have modern twists like all or nothing where Mm -hmm. they break into this yeah like the synth part you know and they just like go heavy with like yeah like you said maybe like a dance groove or like uh, something that's a little bit different maybe that breaks out of that standard mold which up to this point on the album it had all been pretty you know pedal to the metal sort of like full on uh groove and yeah you know what's interesting is they they i feel like everything they play like chord wise is a a progression that i would expect to be in like a 70s song but the sounds that they use are modern so like this one the the synth is it sounds like an 80s synth but they're playing something that I would expect to hear in a 70s song. But it has that sound that makes it a little newer sounding. And it's it's kind of kind of fun. Yeah. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I'm sorry. No, that, I mean, that's all I have. I just want to capitalize before you. Yeah. I also noticed in the end of the song, too, the same one. They, they have, it sounds like a timpani kind of building in the background. Like, they just have one of those giant fucking drums that he was just like. Probably. It was really, really cool. Sunray. I mean, it's obviously filler. Yeah, it's it's interesting, but why the fuck's it in here? It's just a minute twenty six of what? Why is this here? Right. No, I I completely agree. Completely. I'm not. Yeah, I just I don't understand that. I'm it, in context of the album, it doesn't make sense. It's a nice little break, I guess, but it, it musically it does nothing for me. Yep. Um, allies. They have a crunchy bass tone layered with the guitar, and they kind of play the same thing, just in different octaves, and it makes the song really heavy without it having to be heavy. Like they weren't playing like this really heavy like metal guitar portion, but the way that they layered them and perfectly on time and with almost the same sounding distortion, but they were octaves, it made it huge sounding. It was really, really left ear heavy. I don't know why they did that. Mm. Because then there's this guitar solo in the right ear that really makes no fucking sense in the song to me. It just it sounds super out of place and I think it's just from the panning on it that kind of threw me off. Hmm. I don't I don't know why that's in there. It's it's on the chorus if anybody wants to reference it or if you hear it. It just it doesn't make any sense to me in there personally. Sure. Uh but but the verse I think was really good in the song and this is another one where I thought of pretty much any song that Jack White has written. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which isn't isn't a bad thing because I think that Jack White is very talented. They do some really cool uh, key switch in the middle of the verse, like you wouldn't expect it to go up like a fucking half step, but yeah, it does. Yeah. And I think I think that made this this verse really interesting. Otherwise, it would have been very standard, very straightforward, very boring. And that yes. was a cool change that made it interesting. Uh, Calvar- Calvary's that's a hard word for me to say. Calvary's, Calvary- yeah. I know how to say it. I just can't say it. <laughs> Calvary's. <laughs> I could have done without that song. It's good, but it's it's just a little too kind of all over the place for me. The last 30 seconds of the song I thought was really dope. Everything else I was like I just kind of want this one to end. It's very like um 70s like afrobeat. Sure, um, yeah. And I I loved the last portion of the song. The rest of it was just bland to me. I love the um the how it starts though. The like it kind of references almost that same vocal style of like the first track odd soul where it's just like mm-hmm. kind of yelly sort of like gang vocals sort of that. Yeah. Like I, I, I really like that, but yeah, I mean, and I like the groove too, the, the groove uh, between the drum and the bass. I mean, honestly, honestly there's I'll, not a, there's not a song on this album where you can't say that. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say that's like, I, I think that that's why this album it means so much to me. It's yeah. like they it, nailed it. <laughs> I, I don't want I don't want to go into these like thinking that I need to critique mm-hmm. them, but there's a lot musically that that doesn't hit for me. So that's what it ends up sounding like. But I want to clarify: there's not a fucking single moment on this album where the drums and the and the bass, I suppose, to the whole rhythm section isn't incredible. There's just there's yeah. nothing bad you can say. Whether you like the music or not, they're just ridiculous. They're ridiculously good. Right. So Walking Paranoia is another song where the bass and guitar have distorted uh, sounds and they're kind of doing octaves of each other. It was very effective in the chorus. And the bass kind of switched to like this super funk sounding bass. Like they dropped the distortion and then it was just this super funk. Yeah. that went over it and i just wanted i wanted to bop yeah and it kind of kind of hit me yeah. from nowhere because it didn't really i didn't know that it was going to go there i know but dude, they, the, they went there <laughs> the build-up from the beginning of the song to like 30 40 seconds into whenever it like really starts popping is just beautiful like yeah. the the build-up to and then it's like this heavy organ like mm-hmm. yeah it's like a like a giant church organ yeah, exactly. And, and we'll talk about that later, but yeah. That that organ kind of carries on for a lot of the song tucked mm-hmm. into the background I noticed. And then there's this one portion in the bridge where they have correct me if I'm wrong, but they had this bluesy keyboard come in and just play this fucking super bluesy riff for I think it was like 15 seconds and then it never came back. It never surfaced in the song again, at least that my ears can remember. And I thought that was really cool and it actually worked, which you wouldn't think that this this random like Wurlitzer sounding keyboard would come over the top of some church fucking organ and sound really good, but it did. It sounded awesome. I thought, yeah. And it was this cool little additive that kind of made the, the bridge not so samey with the rest of the song. Sure. And that, that was very fun. One more very psychedelic guitar. Very, very much so. And layered with the church organ it was it was it it was like doing acid in church it was very <laughs> it was very strange i felt wrong it would there were two sounds that shouldn't go together yeah but they work together 
Yeah. Which I feel like is a lot of what this band is about. Yeah. The drum mix is a little different on this one. It was sort of loose sounding, like almost almost flat and floppy and very, very compressed. And it had a very cool tape sound over it, like almost like they just recorded with really shitty microphones, this kind of out-of-tune kit, sure. sent it through a tape machine, and then compressed it some more. And it I, I, I liked it. It wasn't it wasn't a bad wasn't a bad thing. It was I thought it was cool and it was different than a lot of what was on this album. Because he has some different sounds, but it's it's kind of pretty straightforward what his drum sound is. Mm-hmm. And then this song, it changed quite drastically, which I thought was really cool. Uh, Equals was fine. I, It's filler. I'd call that a filler song on the album. I didn't think it was anything too incredible. I, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll come back to that one because there's a bit in that, like, that always blows me away. It's okay. the, it, I mean, it's, it's the, the verse where... It's like basically um, there's like there's no bass and it's just the drums and the guitar and the guitar kind of has this like real funky sort of like I don't know it's I mean it's 70s style like sounding guitar like uh, and then um, they do this thing where it's where uh, the drums and the bass they kind of hit the same doo, doo, and then it does this really big bass drop from like boom that like carries so far down like so many scales I, uh, yep i did have a i had a note about that too that that was really cool and it it carries on so much longer than most people would probably notice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's like a minute and a half where it just keeps <laughs> fucking going. It's yeah. so weird. And that was cool, but the rest of the song I thought was just kind of meh. Fair enough. But I do agree with you on that. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Anything else on that one? No, no, I I, I love that song. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Mainly because of that cool bass drop a little sure, bit. It's, sure. it's just it's just pretty unique to the album, I guess I would say. It's you yeah. Know. But anyways, uh, yeah. Quarantine, uh, another very riff heavy guitar part and these super banging drums. And that's pretty much all the song is. Yeah. There's great nothing, bass groove, ba- yep. great drums. Uh, yep. There's nothing. There's nothing bad about it, but there's nothing super, super standout about it. It's just a, a really nice kind of '70s rock song, right? Uh, so I don't have anything else to say about that one. <laughs> In no time is a very pretty song with. It's a very relaxed song for the album, mm-hmm. and I don't know why this was on there again. It was a really good song. I loved it. Yeah. And it had some very fun noises in it. And the drum specifically, it was a nice change because it almost sounded like there was a drum machine, like a really, really old. Have you ever seen the drum machines that are like a wooden box that has like eight buttons on the top? Yeah. It kind of sounded like it was one of those and somebody was just hitting buttons for the beat. And then he sort of layered certain certain things over the top of that, like certain off beats. Sure. Which I thought was really cool. But this song didn't really make sense on the album for me. Uh, right. They they seem to be sticking to a certain vibe and they they broke out for this vibe and I don't know why they did it. It was very cool and it was very moody. Just didn't make sense to me. Yeah. Um I got you. But it was a good song. Weirdly enough I th- I think is what it's called, weirdly enough amendment maybe. 
Oh, you went into the the deluxe stuff. Oh, I went into the to the deluxe one. Was I not supposed to? Uh, eh, I I haven't really listened to the deluxe the amendment. Oh, so is is in no time the last song then? That is technically the last song. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm not going to talk about the extra songs then for everybody listening because it makes no sense. But I want to let Nate know that my favorite song off the album was in fact off the deluxe version. <laughs> <laughs> so fuck me, I guess. <laughs> amendment was, uh, I yeah. Oh yeah, that's what. It, okay, so I wrote weirdly enough amendment hyphen, but the song's just called amendment. <laughs> <laughs> but amendment was my favorite song off of what I listened to. Sure. There's zero structure in the song. If anybody wants to go listen to it, and there's random Christmas bells, which I normally hate, mm-hmm. but it's so fucking weird and kind of all over the place, and it has this really interesting hip hop beat. Yeah. But it's clearly a live drummer playing it. I, I don't know. It's it's kind of hard for me to explain. But that song I thought was really good. But it's not really on the album, so my opinions don't fucking matter. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, there. I didn't expect you to go into any of the uh, bonus stuff. I haven't listened. I, I to didn't. The... I didn't know I did. I sure, thought it was sure, just sure. on the regular album. So that was my bad. Amazon Music didn't really tell me that it was a deluxe version. So <laughs> I, I I squirreled a little bit there. There's a but, yeah, amendment, cold sparks, and sunray part two are yeah. are all uh, bonus stuff. So okay, well, if anybody listens to that, if you want my opinion beforehand, cold sparks and sunray part two, I didn't think were anything super special. Yeah, but amen- was, amendment yeah, was amendment was a pretty dope song. But I'll sum up the album, Nate. Mm. I got little to nothing lyrically from this. Okay. Uh, I didn't. It, the guy wasn't. He was not a bad singer. He's a very good singer. Mm-hmm. It's very on key. It just. It it was kind of the same shit for me. He had these certain notes that he carried out, and it was a it was a high register, and it was really reverbed out. But it just didn't really hit for me, and I I don't think it was really a standout point for the album. I think. Musically, it was fantastic, and the drummer is fucking stupidly good. Yeah. I think that this album is worth a listen front to back just to listen to the drumming. It's not. I, I don't know if I'll return to the entire album, Sure, but I would be interested in listening to pretty much anything that this guy's played on because he's such a good drummer, and I think that that made the album excellent. Yeah. So I see, I see what you like out of it. Did you like it? lyrically though is am I, I, yep. I didn't get anything out of it so I, I don't know what the context is yep I actually talk about that a little bit um so my understanding uh lyrically for this album is to give a little context uh the singer of this band was in a band prior to mute math uh becoming a band called earth suit and uh, Earth Suit was fully labeled a, a Christian band, right? Um, he did not want to be labeled as a Christian band. Um, so maybe that's just struggles with the religion or struggles breaking out of kind of Christianity or whatever as a whole. I, I don't know the full story, and I don't know if they've ever told the full story, but... Um, Mute Math was kind of like a breakout from the Christian focused, um, basically being labeled a Christian band. Let's just put it that way. Um, Mute Math was different. Maybe they were, they all had, had religious experiences at some point. Uh, but this album in particular felt like they were breaking away, like even more so from from Christianity as a whole and uh, kind of questioning 
a lot of things that they were seemingly brought up to believe in church and in religion. Um, Blood Brothers, for an example, is a lot about like, why aren't you like so-and-so? You know, this person, they're doing good things. Why aren't you like them? You know, and it's like this, this pressure of like, you know, your brother or your sister, maybe literally, but also maybe figuratively in like a Christian setting is like doing quote unquote more and like they're getting this high praise and like you're just kind of like you're strumming along and you're you're doing good things but you're not you're basically being guilted into not doing enough Mm-hmm. And uh, for me, these lyrics hit really hard. I mean, I've, t- I've talked a couple times about just um, religion uh, in my own life and kind of breaking out of that because sure. uh, just various reasons. Um, uh, and and uh, yeah, blood pressure is one. And then um, uh, where it's like you, you just feel that guilt, you know, and... Um, uh, walking paranoia is another one where basically it's like, uh, you know, what if, what if someone catches me, you know, quote unquote sinning or something, you know, I mean, it's like, I think in the lyrics, he even says like, uh, uh, something about like, Oh, Jesus is coming back. So, you know, I hope he doesn't catch me at the porno rack or something (laughs) like is, is one of the lyrics, like something like that. Where it's like, this album for me has a lot of um, the pressures of Christianity, the guilt and the shame that Christianity tends to put on people. And kind of the exploration of like, is this even, you know, what is this even sort of thing? It's like an exploration of, I guess you could say, faith uh, as a whole. Um, And... As much as I agree with you that In No Time does not fit the album. It, it, like, I don't like that that's the, the technical ender for the album. I mean, you listen to the bonus tracks and stuff, but like that's the technical ender, and it completely doesn't fit. But at the same time, it also kind of talks about, like, you know what, there's all these questions. There's all this stuff that literally is unknown. Like, how, how will we ever know it? Uh, but literally it's all going to be okay. It's, you know, we'll find out in no time, you know, it's, uh, it's kind of like this, this stamp at the end of the album. That's basically like, here's all my questions. All these songs were questions about my religion, my upbringing, you know, (laughs) was there brainwashing in, in Christianity to where, uh, it made me feel or think a certain way that's maybe uncomfortable or maybe I see the world a different way where we should just love people for where they are. And in no time kind of puts that stamp on it to where it just kind of ends out the album in a like, it's okay to question these things, you know, and um, we'll really never know, but we'll figure it out. Sort of that's, that's the whole vibe of that song, at least to my knowledge Again, I don't know if they they've ever come outright and said that's what it is, and I've done a, a lot of research on this album because again, it's like one of my favorites. Um, but 
yeah, really this whole thing is just about struggles in life and uh, just kind of breaking out of that or questioning why things are a certain way. And um, I really appreciate this album for that because I have felt similar ways, uh, especially some of these songs I can really relate to. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, look into the lyrics yourself. I mean, feel free to, uh, you know, Darren King, uh, drummer on this album, if you're happening to listen to this, feel free to... <laughs> Stephen King's son, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Feel free to tell me how wrong I am, or Paul Meany, who's the actual singer. Um, oddly enough, this, this album was uh, was made by just the just three of them. Um, they actually had a previous guitar player that uh, had left in between the last album and this one. Um, but uh, they three three of them, uh, the, the singer, the drummer, and the actual bass player, uh, wrote, made all this stuff. And um, they actually they actually kind of were quarantined away from people, which is why the last song is uh, called Quarantine, because they... They basically uh, <laughs> kind of said, um, there's too many cooks in the kitchen. And they were like, we have managers. We have we have all these people who are like being like, no, you can't say this. You can say that. You, you know, you can't do this. You can do that. And they basically were like, let's just go away, have a virtually finished product, and let's just like present it. And that's, from my understanding, that's kind of what they did. And uh, a lot of this stuff came came to be by just jamming and seeing what happened out of it. And you can kind of tell that. I mean, it's just it's such a it has such an organic feel and such a uh, I don't know, just a, a nice vibe to it. I, I can listen to this album at any any day, any time. This album to me, other than uh, Sunrays and or Sunray rather and uh in no time and even to those songs like i still understand that they're just a part of the album this is like a full listen through those songs are a little bit weaker but everything else to me is just like fully perfect and you've you've hit it i mean it's it's drums and bass that carry this whole thing and uh that's that's what i love know that's what i love baby I, I love me some some drums and some bass and this this drummer is one of my favorites darren king yeah i don't know and this is actually a really kind of a big outbreak from their previous two albums one of them is self-titled and and one of them is called armistice there's elements of this but they really really laid into like that 70s blues rock you know funk soul stuff on this one it's great though freaking love this album yeah it was okay <laughs> you don't have to be kidding because i definitely did not <laughs> like the <laughs> album that you gave me i'm sorry no you did not you didn't like it at all listen they have, they have if they had darren you. king drumming on those songs 10 out of 10 you know what i think is awesome is Hippocampus has another album. It's their newest one that they put out. And I know that you're going to hate that one even more. And I, I I, specifically didn't give you that one because I wanted to hear how bad you hated the one that I thought you wouldn't hate as much first. 
to kind of gauge how bad you're going to hate the next one so I can make just a whole thing about it. It's not good, dude. And uh, you know what? I haven't given you a King Gizzard in a while, so. No. But you know what? I can tell you that the 3,000 people that went to see them at Bayfront with me disagree with everything you're saying. <laughs> dude, like, look, if I would if I were to see them live, I would be like, okay, sure, this was a band. I don't know. I don't know. They're pretty good. Pretty good. And by pretty good, I mean they're 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 really fucking good live. I think seeing those, so you mentioned just seeing them live and then them doing all those elements live. I think seeing a band live and having them do that in front of me and being able mm-hmm. to fully, completely emulate what they put on an album, that makes me be like, okay, there's only three, four people and they're doing the job of like six. I'm Dude, like, that's, I, I will, that's I'm great. Gonna, I'm going to sound like a broken record, but that is one of the things with Glass Animals. It is wildly impressive what they do during a live show. It is so absolutely. Fucking cool. I'm sh- I I can't wait to uh, suffer through hard, that. <laughs> spend my hard earned cash. To... I'll buy your ticket for Glass Animals if you buy mine for King Gizzard. That seems fair. We'll see how price wise those compare. <laughs> <laughs> Which one do you think is more, King Gizzard? Because they're from Australia, so they like their tickets are like. Uh, what did I pay for tickets when I saw them? With fees, I think it was like thirty-five. That's about the same. Glass okay. Animals. Okay. I think I paid thirty plus taxes for the Fine Line show that we went to, and that was the most expensive Glass Animals one that I went to. Dude, also like, fuck fees, dude. They're like. Dude, 15 bucks for tickets, and then it's like also $80. Well, people got to <laughs> eat. People got to eat. It's not Unless li- the band is selling li- literal physical tickets on their own and they pay for them, somebody's got to make the somebody's got Ticketmaster has to make money, too. Yeah, Ticketmaster is making ass loads of money. I'm telling you right now, they make ass loads of money off of fees, and the band doesn't see any of that. <laughs> 100%, yeah. That's what pisses me off, is that I'm not supporting the band anymore. I'm really just feeding the system. <laughs> that's why That's why I bought this Glass Animals shirt, because right. it supports the band. And I bought a poster. Right, and I and burned I bought that CDs. poster. I just burned it. You did it not right burn that ground. poster. I'm looking at it. It's right, it's right fucking, the, liar. I burned it right to the ground. I'm going to burn your... Don't. Balls. <laughs> Uh, so, um, holy shit, we've been going for a long time. Yeah, this is a long one, guys. We made it, I should, I should say this. We made a decision a while ago to stop calling these mini-sodes because they're not mini anymore. (laughs) Right. Because we decided that it's not fun every episode to just make jokes about the music that we like. Obviously, Nate didn't fucking catch on to that on this one because he was just a dick the whole time but but i was a dick for 20 minutes so <laughs> i well and and you know what though normally i don't dive into albums this hard but i really didn't want to do shit at work because fuck work hey you know what i'm saying that, that's right so um honestly let me know um how wrong i am 
uh, on social media. Because <laughs> I feel like... Well, I, you know what? The, I, most people that listen to our podcast agree with you on everything. Like, none of my fucking friends listen to this. <laughs> Nobody uh, ever defends me. I have the power. Well, I've only wife... seen messages saying, I can't believe Josh doesn't like King Gizzard Lizard. This animal sucks. I never hear anybody go, you know, Josh is right. Bare Hands is pretty dope. And I know that I know people that like them. They just are like, well, I'm not going to listen to your podcast. Yeah, you can eat butt. sounds like really cool people <laughs> <laughs> that have really good taste in music. Okay. Well, you know, 50% of my friends do this podcast with me, so I can't be mad at my wife. Yeah. You get it? Because I don't have any other friends. Hey. Hey, depressing. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me how wrong I am on social media uh, about Hippocampus. Dude, literally, if the not that the band would ever hear this, but if you do... Look, it's not my cup of tea, and I'm sorry. And that's all I got to say is is that you obviously have a big following out there. I'm just not one of those followers. And honestly, that's okay. We have different tastes of music, everybody across the world. And anyways, social media, tell me I'm wrong. Twitter mails, Facebook mails, Instagram mails. What's the what's the um, glass animals? Oh, I, I'm sorry, hippocampus album called. <laughs> I just don't I don't understand. So I think your ears are uh, hip hippocampus landmark or mute math odd soul. What do you think of these joints? Would you uh, would you smoke of these joints? You know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs>